listening to Mike and John Got It Going On, a Livingston County-based podcast that's based in, well, Livingston County. And now, Mike and John. That's us. It is. Yeah. See, I was po- yesterday I kind of jumped all over the intro, right, right. so I wanted to give it that pregnant pause. We've got the space we yeah. need for what we don't know. Well, today, of course, Thursday, and we love Thursdays here on Mike and John Got It Going On. That's right. It's pre-Friday. Right. It's not Rod Day. Oh, gosh, no. It's Thursday. <laughs> and we love Thursdays. You either know or you know. Uh, here we go. Uh, you know, uh, before we get to John's going to have Gigo News. Got it going on news in uh, just a couple minutes here. Uh, coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with Elizabeth Hoptman and her son, uh, Oscar. Right. Who uh, have recently spoke at an EPA meeting. Right. There was a and hearing, and a they hearing. spoke virtually at a hearing about uh, mercury toxic standards. And so we'll talk with her. She's also one of the organizers of a group called uh, the Moms Clean Air Force. So we'll get so, to that uh, yeah. this morning. Also, uh, of course, we're brought to you by Firehouse Doors. We're going to talk with Mike Witt from Firehouse Doors uh, regarding shortages when it comes to garage doors. Believe it or not, with everything else the pandemic has caused, you don't really think of shortages as far as supplies for garage doors go, but it could put building a new home or getting a new garage off by almost a year and a half, two years. Right, so it's something you want to think about, and of course he would be the guy to talk to. Uh, So we'll be uh, chatting him up in just a few minutes. Yes, we will. And we posted, as John has his Tiger shirt on, with the uh, season, MLB season, being postponed a little bit so far. <laughs> and I do like the old school oh, Tiger. Yeah. Oh, uh, the old school, school Tiger, yeah. that, that is the best. Um, we posted a question about your favorite baseball movie. Did you check out some of the answers? I, I did. There were some great, some great answers, some I hadn't thought of yeah. in, in a while. Because I always think of when I think baseball movies, right away I go to the Sandlot. Sure. And, you know, you're killing me, Smalls. Right. Uh, but uh, Major League, also Moneyball. See, well, Moneyball was a great movie yeah. just because it was like it's the inside story of baseball. I, I mean, I like The Natural, you know, with yeah. Robert Redford. I thought that was a great movie, even though a lot of people say, well, that's not really a baseball movie. It's more uh, about you got a baseball like, theme around it. I, I, I thought it was good. And then uh, For the Love of the Game is yeah, another one another that I thought that was a great And that was, you know, based, you know, was playing a tiger, Kevin Costner. Um, I like that. Now, that one guy kind of got panned, I'm, I remember. A lot of people oh, didn't like it, but movie. I thought that was a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, with you mentioned Kevin Costner for uh, for the love of the game. He also did, uh, um, you know, the one Dances they... with Wolves, <laughs> <laughs> Field of Dreams. Oh, okay, Field of Dreams. <laughs> that one too. Yeah, Dances well, with Wolves. Bull Durham. If they get... well, he was yeah. in Bull Durham. How many baseball yeah. movies does Kevin Costner <laughs> right. do? You so know... wait a minute. You're saying Dances with Wolves was not a baseball movie. <laughs> Not unless the Wolves was a baseball team. Oh, okay, just but, yeah, just <laughs> The guy obviously loves baseball, and they did that uh, that Field of Dreams game not too long ago, right? Out in the fields where they built an actual field and right. used you a field build of it dreams. Will come and they yeah. did, and they so, paid. Pretty cool stuff, right? <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> so yeah, you didn't mention that part. Build it, and they will pay. I mean, they will come, <laughs> that, then they'll that, pay. That's why we built this show, right? And you will pay. Uh, well. Yeah. <laughs> We're hoping <laughs> that'll be later. We'll Do talk you want to get to a little bit later? Yes. Got it going on news. Time for some got it going on news. Here's what's going on on your Thursday. A hearing set tomorrow morning on a petition filed by a Brighton woman to recall two members of the Brighton Area Schools Board of Education. It is the second attempt by Area Attorney Sarah Cross to have the Livingston County Election Commission approve the language on a petition that would seek the removal of trustees John Conley and Bill Trombley. The initial attempt was rejected February 7th when the commission ruled the language lacked clarity 
and was more a matter of opinion than fact-based. Cross has since simplified the petition language, and she is hoping for approval on Friday. And, of course, you can find uh, complete details uh, about that story uh, on our uh, Facebook page at Mike and John Got It uh, Going On. Uh, Taking a look at other news here, if my computer would stop freezing up, and what the hell are you doing, computer? Uh Uh-oh, he's going to blow. (laughs) Don't don't blow during the go-to-go-down news. I I will not. All right, Ford Motor Company plans a major restructuring with two distinct but strategically interdependent auto businesses. The Associated Press reports the move is designed to accelerate Ford's transformation into an EV company. Ford Blue will focus on traditional combustion engines. Ford Model E will develop electric vehicles. Ford has already charged into the development of electric vehicles with the Ford GT, the Mustang Mach-E SUV, and the F-150 Lightning pickup, the demand for which is pretty high. Both divisions will be run out of Dearborn, the automaker's longtime home. Michigan's Attorney General Wednesday asked the state Supreme Court to overturn key decisions and extend the state's anti-discrimination law to gays and lesbians. People who claim discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation have not been protected by Michigan's civil rights law because the word sex in the law has been interpreted only as a reference to gender. But Attorney General Dana Nessel, pointing to landmark gay rights decisions in federal court, said it's time for the state Supreme Court to recognize Michigan's anti-bias law means more. Before becoming Attorney General, it's worth noting that Nessel persuaded a federal judge to overturn Michigan's ban on gay marriage, a case that ultimately landed at the U.S. Supreme Court. And a boutique will return next month that allows high school students to look great for prom without breaking the bank. Cinderella's Closet will open April 2nd and then continue April 4th through the 9th at the La Casa Collection Resale Store in the Kroger Crossroads Town Center at M59 and Oak Grove Road. The eco-friendly shop offers gently loved formal wear at just $25 for high school students at affordable prices. All the proceeds help fund education and empowerment programs for teens at La Casa Center. Limited formal wear scholarships are also available, and you'll find details on their website, lacasacenter.org. And that's what's going on. You know, that's pretty cool. They've been doing that Cinderella's Closet for quite some time now. And it has been mostly uh, dresses for, for young girls, right, for the for right. prom. Right. If they, we could come up with a Mike and John's tuck shop, oh. use tuck shops. It would just be tuck t-shirts. <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you know, know that is really, low budget. You'd walk in, there'd just be racks and racks of different size and styles of tuck t-shirts. t-shirts. Maybe a few different colors, right. cut-off sleeves, maybe a half-cut one if you want to go back to the <laughs> no. 80s. No? No, if you no. want, I will say this, though, if you, and not not an advertiser, but don't care. If you if you want a tuxedo, you got to go see Rick over at Brighton, Brighton Tux. Tux. Take care. Uh, he made me look pretty sharp, which you can see right here. Look how sharp I looked in that tux. It's right here. Oh, oh yeah, right there. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, I was looking yeah. at I was looking at the other spot that we usually put you in the tux. You're pretty damn right sharp, I say. Yes. Yeah. Let me move my finger around a little bit. <laughs> I can get your finger out of there. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing with with Ford going with the two different divisions, you know, you got your E Vision and your classic blue oval. Right. So here's what I envision: older guys like us will be over here in the blue oval, <laughs> and the younger guys with all the right. expert techniques as far as uh, modern technology go. Right. They'll be in the other one. They'll be wearing flip flop shorts know, and and tuck shirts. Right. This maybe I can see Ford going. Yes. Yeah, so let's make two divisions. One will be the old they'll die soon division. <laughs> Okay. And the young hipster division. <laughs> what the actual new company yeah. here. I mean, it was. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how it all pans out, but good for Ford on that. So, like in 10 years, I'd like to go to the offices of the Blue Oval. It's like sure. old, decrepit, has, the trash hasn't been taken out in a Pro- while. Probably an old typewriter, <laughs> the real old typewriter. <laughs> Broken window in the corner. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> okay, we're just getting around. That's true. Yes. All, All right. right. It's time for our community spotlight. It is. Brought to you by Jordan Genso with the Genso team at Remax Platinum. Along with his brother, Jared, they are real estate professionals. Some, some even suggest they're the original property brothers. Hmm. Who are those some? I don't just says Jordan so. and Jared? Just says right here. So. Mm, okay. Yeah. Now, when it, it comes time for you to buy or sell a home, call Jordan 248 248- Four 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 ninety seven seventy seven, or you can find him on Facebook at Jordan Genso Community Servant Community Realtor. He has found a shed for us to do the show in, That's in case true. we have to relocate. We are ready to pull the trigger on that shed when we upgrade. Oh, yeah, oh, God, from yeah. the basement to the right. shed. Mm. All right, we're gonna give uh, yes, Elizabeth <laughs> Elizabeth a call regarding uh, the mom's Air Force. Right. Good morning. Good morning, Elizabeth. Mike and John from Mike and John Got It Going On. How are you doing today? Good. All right, Elizabeth, is Oscar with you too? Yep. Hi. Hi, Oscar. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> now, how, uh, Elizabeth, how old is Oscar? I guess I should ask Oscar. Yeah, I was going to say, he's old enough to tell <laughs> yeah. you. I'm 11 years old. All 11 right. years old. 11 year old Oscar and his mom, Elizabeth. Uh, the mom's Air Force recently uh, in, uh, did a. Uh, um, well, you and Oscar, we should say, you and Oscar testified at a virtual EPA hearing. Uh, and, yes, and that's we, correct. Yeah, we want to talk about that in just a second. But you're one of the organizers of the mom's Air Force. Uh, mom's Mom's Clean Air Force, right. Yeah. So why don't you talk about that real quick. What is the Mom's Clean Air Force for people who don't know? Sure. Well, Mom's Clean Air Force, we are an organization of over a million moms and dads who are fighting for clean air and climate for the sake of our children's health and future. We have about 31,000 members here in Michigan, um, and it's just something that Oscar and I have been a part of for seven years when we were just uh, volunteers and advocates, and now we're doing it on a more, uh, I've been with them for three years now as a um, field organizer here in Michigan. Right. Um, so, Oscar, uh, your mom said you've been a part of this for, for seven years, so since you were four years old, you've been helping out your mom with this? Yep. So, so what kind of duties has mom had you been doing as a part of this team? Well, I was going to say, Elizabeth, with uh, with having your son involved in this, do you find when approaching officials that they kind of give a little bit more attention, or is there is there a big difference between if you go to present something or Oscar does when it comes to toxins in the air? I think that's one of the, the neat things about Mom's Clean Air Force is we take personal stories um, and we connect these rules and um, safety protections and the reasons why they're so important because we talk about how that impacts our families' lives. Um, and in particular, this mercury and air toxic standards um, that we just recently testified about is very near and dear, I think, to most of your listeners in your audience because um, Michigan is lucky to have over 11,000 lakes, rivers, and streams, and they are directly impacted by these coal fire 
plants that are putting mercury into the air and end up in our in our food system. So you know, Elizabeth, let me you know, having you know been a field organizer for Moms Clean Air Force, talking about these issues, you know, uh, even though having clean air and clean water is something I think everybody agrees on, I don't think anyone's gonna be like, no, no, I I want my air dirty. I I like dirty water, <laughs> more smog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and and yet and yet I you know I I would dare say that how we achieve that that's where we you find the the divide where people say, well, I'm not. I don't want too much regulation, or I want more government intervention, um, and that's where you find that yeah, divide. What kind of roadblocks do you run into? Right. How, how do you find a way to kind of bring those two? Everyone wants this, but there's differing opinions on how we get it. Well, I think the first thing that we we talk about is just how climate impacts everybody, and like I was referring to earlier about you know um, mercury. Mercury gets into our fish, and I don't know very many Michiganders who are not you know, um, fishermen themselves or know someone very close to them that love to fish. Um, and so connecting these type of pollution problems with something as practical as you're not allowed to eat more than a couple fish and there's some um, issues with being able to be outside for long periods of time or maybe somebody's been impacted by Lyme disease. These are all things that stem from climate change and pollution. So I find just by having conversations with folks um, and just asking them about their life and their experiences, I usually find that somebody has been impacted either by flooding or Lyme disease, like I said, or has somebody they know in their family that has asthma. So it's usually not a huge bridge to cross. Um, because we have these opportunities to connect, like I said, stories and personal impacts to what is going on with climate. So taking it from, you know, a big, broad policy perspective, but making it personal, bringing it down to the personal level. Yeah, absolutely. So Oscar... The thing about being a parent advocate, because you get to do that, and it's also very awesome bonding thing that Oscar and I get to do. Yeah, that is very cool. So, so yeah, tell us about Oscar's yeah. condition. Is it more of an asthmatic uh, reaction due to the air quality or, or what? Again, again, I guess making the connection between uh, climate change and then uh, how that impacts people that have conditions like Oscar and the pollution you know. factor too. Right. I mean. So it's all it's it's all connected but together. Yeah, but it's not just people who do have that um, asthma because 
um, climate impacts everybody. Um, you will have people who will have heart conditions. You can have these carcinogenics cause, you know, heart conditions. They can cause um, lower IQ scores. Um, you could have issues with motor function, learning impairments. Um, these are all scientifically connected to pollution. Um, so even though someone is not suffering from asthma per se, you can still get heart problems from being around um, you know, some of these uh, pollution um, and other uh, toxics that we find sure. in our yeah. communities. Well, I was going to say, I do the same thing, when, it, especially during the summer months with checking the weather app and seeing what the air quality is going to be, having sinus issues and uh, athlo- um exercise-induced asthma, too. Uh, So, yeah, I always notice when it's a little bit more humid or if it's a a foggier day or those types of days where the air quality is bad, that's not just the humidity, but that's the stuff hanging in the air, the pollutants you're talking about. So, yeah, definitely worth checking into. For folks that are interested in finding out more about Mom's Clean Air Force, where do they go? Who do they contact? Well, it's great. You can go to our national site, which is www.momscleanairforce.org. I also have a Michigan page, so we can find out what's going on in here in Michigan, um, as well as you can follow me on Twitter. And um, I would love for people to know that, you know, moms, uh, you know, this issue with mercury and air toxic standards that we just talked about is very important because Moms, as they know, when they go into their pediatricians or their their doctor's office for the first time after finding out they're pregnant, they get handed a pamphlet telling them what they can and cannot eat. And one of the things that they get is they get a brochure that says um, what fish they cannot consume. And because pregnant women eat contaminated fish, that mercury can cause those long-term issues that I was talking about, like IQ scores, impaired motor function, learning impairments, behavioral problems in Michigan, and there are 13 different species considered seriously contaminated by mercury here in Michigan. Right. So yeah. I also would like your audience to know to check out the Eat Safe Fish Guide that um, Eagle provides, which is our environmental protection agency here in Michigan, and just check those things out. It's important for families to know to keep themselves safe. Yeah, these Very are good. not fringe issues or they're not isolated to somewhere else. This is right here at home with us, you know, uh, here in Michigan, as you mentioned, we're so, uh, you know, entwined with our, our lakes and, and water recreation and fishing. And so this has a real everyday impact. And, and Lent just started for those that eat fish on Friday. So it's good, good, to, good to note, too. So. That is absolutely true. As a Catholic person yeah. myself, I'm very mindful of that. Um, so... Once again, I would just encourage your your audience and your listeners to know that, I mean, Michiganers, we really care about our Great Lakes, and this is a very important topic. And this is an open public comment period, too. So if there were people in your audience that were interested in making public comment and making your concerns known about mercury pollution, you can do that through the Environmental Protection Agency, and you can easily contact me through my website um, on our Michigan page. All right, that's awesome. And before we let you go, Oscar, let's let you have the last word here. Uh, so, you know, you've been pretty active here already, uh, very active helping your mom with this. Uh, wh- what is it that uh, you see for yourself down the road? Where, where, what do you want to do? Well, I want to help other kids like me so that we can all breathe well. 
and not have to have pollution when we go outside, worry about having pollution hurt our lungs and, well, hurt our hearts and lungs. And so I just want kids so that in the future we should all not worry about this stuff and just be happy. Yep. Yeah, and then get out and be a kid while you can. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. All right, well, that's uh, very well said. Yeah. All right, Elizabeth Hoptman and her son Oscar Elizabeth from Brighton, of course, and uh, field organizer for the Moms Clean Air Force. And uh, you just go to momscleanairforce.org, and, uh, and you can uh, find the link there to the Michigan page as well. So, uh, Elizabeth and Oscar, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you message out. All right, we'll pass it on. Thanks for joining us again. Appreciate it. Thank you. Right. Thanks, you too. <laughs> Bye, Oscar. All right, our community spotlight brought to you by Jordan Genso with the Genso team at Remax Platinum. Give them a call, 248-444-9777. You know, of course, our show brought to you by... Firehouse Doors. Yes, thank you. They've been serving residents for 24 years, a family-owned business, uh, striving to uh, treat Every customer, like family, and of course, uh, Firehouse Doors veteran-owned Mike, a proud U.S. Air Force veteran. It's your one-stop shop for residential, commercial, and rolling steel overhead door needs. And for the past 21 years, Firehouse Doors has been Livingston County's only authorized distributor for CHI overhead doors. Now, don't forget, till April 1st, all right, you got less than a month. And you call Firehouse Doors. You tell them Mike and John sent you. What's the number, John? All right, and you'll save 5% off your entire bill. No exclusions apply. Give them a call, 810-599-7480. And that's what we're going to do right now. All we're right. going to talk to Mike Witt. Of course, uh, we're, we're so happy that uh, Mike has been, was really the first one to step up and yes. say, I want to I I sponsor you guys. I want to be a part of your right. show. Him and his wife, Kim, at Firehouse Doors. Firehouse Doors. Oh, there you uh, go. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. It's uh, Mike Marino and John King from Mike and John Got It Going On. You may have heard of us. <laughs> Good, Mike. Uh, you know, I was talking to John yesterday, and I said I, I get this email from time to time from uh, updates on businesses and such, and I said, you know, there's there's a shortage of garage doors. Maybe we should talk to Mike Witt about this. And uh, I wanted to see kind of the things that you've been running into as far as shortages for parts and doors. Builders are running into delays. So we thought we'd get your take on this. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. It it definitely has been a challenging year. One of the one of the big things that we found early on is that we had to stock lots of everything in preparation of something being uh, being short. So the warehouse is packed, and when you think you have everything, all of a sudden something else comes up missing. Right. And uh, so it's it's always challenging. But you know we've been we've been doing this now for 24 years, and uh, we've gotten pretty good at it. You know, I think uh, when people hear about you know shortages of whatever, and we've obviously heard a lot of supply yeah. chain issues with various products. But you know, garage doors are one of those things that we we use them every day. We depend on them. They're you know every day we are using it, and we kind of take it for granted until it doesn't work. Right. Uh, or there's a problem, and then suddenly it's like it goes right to the top of the list. Um, and, and see, we had to get creative with that, John. Yeah. You know, if if somebody needs a standard garage door, we typically have that in stock because we have such a large stock. But if they don't want to settle for just a basic door and they want something more deluxe, what we've actually done is we've we, we've changed how we do business. Where previously, pre-COVID, if 
if you ordered a special specialty door, we'd have the door in about two weeks. Now they're taking anywhere from eight to 15 weeks. Wow. So what we did is we modified that. We understand people don't want to have their door inoperable for that period of time. So when they put a when they put a deposit down on the door, we come out and we do everything in our power to make that door work. But we don't charge them for that. They buy the new door, and with that, we work with the customer over the time that it takes to get the door to make sure that the door stays operational. And we've even had instances where we'll put a temporary used door that we have in on their garage. It may not look the prettiest, but it still goes up and down allows them to park. I was just going to ask about that, Mike. I was going to say if you have kind of that, that temp door, and, and you said you have some used ones that you're doing that with, is that something that you were doing in the past, too? Or is that just something where you had to make a maneuver due to shortages and, and time delays? No, we didn't do that typically in the past. This is something that we had to improvise and adapt to. And the customers love it. Uh, most of the time, uh, the doors, if they're in really bad shape, they're, they, you know, they understand that and they go with a basic door. Um, we've had one customer that had to match a really nice door because they had multiple doors on the house. And so we did. We brought, uh, you know, it was not a pretty match, but we brought a nice door out, put it in, on their home. They didn't have any more problems until we installed the new door. Right. And the point is, is that you're making it that's functional while the door is, you know, on order and until it comes in and you're making sure exactly. that they're being taken care of. And then it, ultimately at the end of the day, though, they get the door that they want. But I got to ask you this, Mike, because I have had that issue where years ago my wife backed into the garage door, and I know you've probably seen that many times. That's probably the number one thing that uh, caused door, door replacement. Other Mike's than, wife backs into the not, garage not, door? Not everybody's no. garage door. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but some of the, what's the worst case scenario you've seen out there over the, the past two decades of servicing people for doors? Yeah. Mm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That would, did, uh, you know, because they, they should have, I mean, there's a sensor. There should be a sensor, right? That would. Well, when you see it is, is when they have an older garage right, door right. opener. Or they, right. some customers that have installed their own garage door openers will put safety sensors where they're not supposed to go, like the ceiling. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, when, when, something, when something like that happens and it's an old vehicle, okay, you understand. Yikes. So, you know, that's always, that's always the worst. And when, when they've got a car and trapped under the garage door, um, we try and get out there pretty quick. Right, right. right. Now, let me ask you this, Mike. I know you do the, the garage doors. Do you install garage door openers, too, for folks that may not be the best at being handymen or handy persons? We, we do. If, it, if it's associated with, with doors, if the doors go up and down, we deal with all aspects of it. If the doors swing like an entry door or the front door of your home, something we do it's a whole gotcha. different skill set yeah. right but when they order a garage door i mean the, the opener is part of the door set i mean that's that's what you're getting it's not just it, you know, when, when yeah. doors and openers are separate yeah. some people have oh. brand new openers they just want a door oh, yeah so our first garage door opener was me <laughs> all right 
See, now, I can tell you, being a customer of, of Firehouse Dirt, I'm like, please do everything, all right? <laughs> Don't leave anything to me, because it will come crashing down on the car, or I will put the sensor on the roof, or whatever, whatever you're not supposed well, to do. And here's one other advantage that we offer, John. When we do a garage door for a customer, we stand behind our work for a, a full year after we install that product, and then your manufacturer warranties kick in. But when we do a door and an opener, we automatically double your warranty. So for the first two years, Firehouse Doors is responsible for the parts and the labor, and you have no worries whatsoever. Yeah, well, that that just makes sense. And I again, I you know. I, I highly recommend you just let them do everything. John's not really a good no, handyman. I'm not very good at all. No. <laughs> so, so yeah, the other thing, uh, folks, uh, is as far as like your garage door sensors, those eyes every now and then, if you, especially if you have kids and you're moving stuff in and out of the garage, sometimes they get bumped, and then the garage door won't shut. And you're, you're sw- you may use a four-letter word or two. Not that I would ever do that, no, but it can happen, right? Oh, it, that, that's definitely our number one call is when people say, well, my, my door won't go down, the lights just flash out. It keeps flashing. <laughs> right. yep. if, if that situation happens, what you have to do is go to the wall button near your door, not the remote control, but the wall button, push and hold it until the door comes to a closed position. Yeah. If your door operates that way, your problem is absolutely your photo eyes. Okay. Gotcha. All right, good um, to know. And, you know, when it's snowing and you see these flakes coming in or rain, you know, sometimes you do have to hold that button down a little bit to get the garage door to shut. That's that's my tip of the day. Oh. Well, there's, there's Mike's tip of the day. The, that's right. Not Mike Witt. That's the Mike Marino garage door tip of the day. That's right. Uh, but, um, you know, another thing I know, it was while we got you on the line, uh, a lot of people, uh, I, I know a lot of issues with garage doors have to do with the springs. And, you know, the springs, I know they can break, they can be broken, and yet the door will still go up and down. Isn't that right? Well, it depends on which on what you have and how much the door weighs. Okay. If you lose, if you have a dual spring system on your door, which means you have two springs, yeah. if one spring is broken, there's still a possibility that it will operate. The most common description that we get from people is they go to open their door, they hit the opener, it lifts the door about six to twelve inches and stops. Right. If that's the case, look over the top of your door. You'll see the spring in the middle of it on the bar. What you're looking for is you're looking to see what the coils are tight together. If you have about a two-inch gap anywhere, you've got a broken spring. Okay. And don't and, go and, near that spring. We, yeah, and I guess what we're saying, when we think, yeah, right. When we think broken spring, you think, oh, it must be like literally broken, separated, completely, uh, you know, detached. And yet, like you said, if it's just spaced a little bit, you know, like that two inches, like you mentioned, that that spring is is malfunctioning, and you need to get it replaced. Exactly. And, and springs are like tires. They wear out. They have a life expectancy. The life expectancy is typically about 10,000 cycles. When one breaks, you replace them both. Right. Don't ever let a company come out and say, oh, just replace one spring. That's okay. the worst advice they can give you. All right. All right. Mike, again, we appreciate your support. Uh, Firehouse Doors for uh, supporting Mike and John. Got it going on. And uh, we really appreciate the work you do and uh, and your support of the show. We appreciate that a great deal. Well, I can't you. tell you how I much. Just give one last a bit of advice to everybody lubricate your garage door with silicone spray four times a year you'll cut down on the number of service calls where you need to call oh, us okay so, so very like simple. wd-40 type of in the uh, tracks or you can use wd-40 but it's iron detergent you really want to use 100 percent silicone spray home depot lowe's the local hardware store they all sell it and you want to lubricate where the roller stems 
the wheels. You don't want to lubricate the tracks. You want to lubricate the stems of the rollers. The doors are designed to float side to side. And then the torsion spring that we were talking about, you want to lubricate that because the coils twist on themselves. Got it. We're, we're nodding our heads like we're we going, know. We're, like we know what you're talking about. Maybe we need an instructional video. If anybody has a question, give us a call. We will talk them through any problem that we can. Our, our, our business belief is if we can talk you through the problem, we're going to save you the money. If we don't have to put a crew out there, that's great. All the right. biggest thing is, is resolving it. Yeah, and you know, I, I know it's part of your tagline, but you know, a family-owned business that treats each customer like family. And, and as I said, you know, I'm a customer, and uh, I know I get exemplary service from you guys, and so everybody else will as well. So, uh, give Firehouse Doors a call eight ten five nine nine seventy four eighty. Mike Witt, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. All right, Mike. Thanks. You do the same. All right, it's uh, Thursday with Mike and John. Of course, we want to thank Firehouse Doors for being uh, our, our main sponsor here on Mike and John Got It Going On. Also, we want to thank Christina Maria. Maria photography or photo. Yeah, Christina Maria photos. I got it right here. I know you got it. Yeah, you took okay. it from my spot here. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Christina Maria photo, your go-to source for capturing milestone moments. You know, milestone moments like maybe me trying to install a garage door opener. That could that, be a video or a th- comment. That could be, right, exactly. Uh, or maybe not. Uh, but whether it's, you know, you're expecting a baby, newborn, uh, all those great kid moments, uh, anniversaries, family get-togethers, things like that. Uh, Christina Maria photo, your go-to place to give them a call. Uh, 810-923-4144. All sessions include a gallery of preview images, the ability to purchase additional digital images, prints, books, and gallery-wrapped canvases. Their a la carte menu online at christinamaria.photo. And you can go there and get uh, some rave reviews from past clients. And you can call Christina Maria Photo, 810-923-4144. All right, before we get to today's two-cent history lesson, it's a short one today. We want to remind you, places to find Mike and John got it going on. Of course, on Facebook, we always download download right. uh, the, the podcast. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, RSS.com, SoundCloud, and your mama's a track. Yo mama's a track. Yo mama's a track. So go make sure you go to the Android or the iPhone <laughs> iTunes store and download Yo Mama's A Track. It's not gonna be you're not gonna be <laughs> we're, we're working on that. That's gonna be our we're, new app. Yeah, we're we're working on that. <laughs> Yo Mama's A Track. If you've got any tips for news, for got it going on news, you yep. can email us those too. Right. Go just send them to John King News, J-O-N-K-I-N-G News at gmail.com. Yes. And of course, if you want to reach us here on the show, Mike and John for the win at gmail.com. All right. Ready for the two-cent history lesson? Am March I ready? 3rd. Today is National Anthem Day, and John King will sing our national anthem. Oh, say can you see Okay, maybe by you will. the dawn's no. early cut, cut. All, right, fine. All right, that was just an abbreviated version. <laughs> fine, <laughs> if you don't want the whole thing. <laughs> Wait till hit that high note. <laughs> <laughs> no. I want you to be happy day. Mm. I want you to be happy day. Isn't that like a breakup line? Yeah, it's, it's, no, it's, it's the same as like, oh, it's not you, it's me. Well, it is you. <laughs> it was like, I want you to be happy. Yeah, and with me, you're and not. I know, and I know that I'll be a lot happier if you're not with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's National Cold Cuts Day. Yeah. You know, Fair. speaking of cold cuts, yeah. let's check the lunchbox and see how we're doing on cookies. Okay. Just, How's that a cold I, cut? Well, because usually you'd have cold cuts in your lunchbox, maybe bologna with mustard. That's what my mom would pack me right. back in the day. Now, doing the cookie check. now we had 13. Yeah. Okay. Well, we had 15 oh, to start. Right. No, and then we each had two, and it was 11, and right. then Lent began. So you were out. I'm, I'm You're yes. out. 
So there should be 11 cookies left in the tin. But you said yesterday we had we were, I was having trouble getting the YouTube video up, and I was working on it, and then I texted you, and I said, all right, I figured out the YouTube. Yes, there was And like you said confetti and everything, and I said, <laughs> you can have a cookie. You said I can have a cookie. And so you? I did. <laughs> so there should be 10. Yeah, there should be 10 There should cookies. be 10. And there better be 10. Yeah, otherwise somebody's sneaking in here, or you were dishonest on how many cookies you had. There's 10. See? Well, you can, now they're going to get stale. Because you oh, got the wrapper off. Well, they were already off. All right. Well, well right, you'll be you eating know, them all anyway. We so. don't want them to go stale. So. <laughs> I hate you now. <laughs> it's also if pets had thumbs day. Can you imagine your dog with a thumb? Maybe he could give you the thumbs up. You know, like if you said, hey, Rocky or Rudy, you got to go outside. If they lift the paw and gave you the thumb, <laughs> you know, do you want a treat? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> If pets had thumbs day, you okay. can imagine that all you want. Well, there's some pets I feel like if they had thumbs, they'd murder us in our sleep. <laughs> I don't want them to have thumbs. 1863 on this date, U.S. Congress authorized the first draft for military service. 1863. 1863 as well, the first draft Dodger. <laughs> uh, yeah. They had to be, right? Of course, back then you could buy, uh, you could buy a substitute. You could buy. You, you could pay. You could say, "Here's two hundred fifty dollars, whatever the bounty was," and you hear go, and then be like, you "I'm out for me." I'm out. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. So nothing like you know the, the rich just being buy like, off. "Oh, here you go." I'm gonna buy off my sub. Yes, go fight my war for me. Thank I'm you. sending in a sub. <laughs> Can't do that now. 1978. The first aerobic dance lessons were given. Whoa. 1978. 78. Yeah. So, but but it wasn't really until probably like the early 80s that we saw the Jane Fonda videos exactly. and such, right? right, and, right. and thus the uh, the leg warmers. <laughs> and a young John King <laughs> tuning on whatever, and you're going, wait a Ooh. minute, what's happening here? <laughs> I forgot the name of that show. It wasn't Jane Fonda, but it was on TV, and there was like these three women, and they were kind of in like a, a triangular formation. <laughs> sure they were. They were doing <laughs> <laughs> they were doing some aerobics or whatever. And it'd be out in the morning. Sure. I'm talking about a real show here. <laughs> I'd be like getting ready for Was school. This I'd be getting ready for school. I'd be going, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> I didn't put my tricks down for a second. <laughs> I wonder if they show reruns of that on BTV. I'm going to find it. I'm telling you it existed. <laughs> and if he finds it, we'll put it right here. <laughs> sure we will. 1999 on this date, finally, Bertrand Picard and Brian Jones began their attempt to circumnavigate the Earth in a hot air balloon nonstop. They succeeded. Did they? March 20th of 1999. So it took them, what, 17 days? 17 days to do that in a hot air balloon. Right. That's your two cent history lesson. It was the today. it was the twenty minute workout. Yeah, okay. And it aired from eighty three to eighty four. But this was nineteen seventy eight today. I know, but I was saying yeah. like early eighties. Yeah. I remember there was a show and it was on TV. <laughs> Who was the star? And it, I don't remember. And it was uh, yeah eighty three to eighty four. I've sent him down the rabbit hole. And uh, yeah, I'm telling you. And <laughs> do they pull it up on video? Let's see if we can. Uh, okay, hold on. We can take a look, see here, and we'll, all right, we'll twenty minute in. workout. Oh. All right, this is how we're going to end the show with a 20 minute step aerobics, aerobics dance so, <laughs> segment. This. this is a key part of my childhood. <laughs> Sitting there with a bowl of tricks watching these women on TV going, What is happening here? I feel warm. <laughs> this is better than Charlie's Angels. Yeah, all right. So, so it was 1983, 84, yeah. something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. 
All right. Okay. Oh. Now we got to go through the verbo and everything else. All right, here we go. All right. All right. Let's see who they are. Every day because we've seen our bodies change for the better. Okay. Here, she's got a okay. hip belt phone thing. That right, must right. be her microphone. This is what I remember. Oh. All right. So you see these three women. All right. Give me the camera. Give me the camera. All right. We're gonna move the camera here. Because <laughs> I think people got to be able to. All right. All right. Here we go. So oh, this is. I'm getting warm now. Okay. So just imagine, little twelve-year-old, thirteen-year-old kid, watching. All right. Them. I was really sixteen, but. <laughs> I'm like, what? What is happening here? And it'll be on in the morning. Yeah. All right. And you're like, hello. And my mom would come downstairs and be like, nothing. Nothing. Just getting my health on, mom. So, okay, get that on. <laughs> All right. We're going to put that back. All right. We're going to wrap things up here right, so me, John uh, can continue to watch right, that. Me, we're crooked. Me, it's uh, like we're in the back. Let me uh, book the back guy. Uh, bookmark. You're going to bookmark that. <laughs> we'll watch that after <laughs> okay. the show. Okay. Hold on. Let me get All the right. big pencil. There you go. Yeah. To yeah. There we go. There you go. All right. All right. We better now. That'll have to do. All right. Dear I know she got a nice freeze frame there. What you, oh, well, we're, we are a little. No, I was looking at the, the computer. Oh, oh you're oh, crooked, oh. yeah. But that's okay. All right, coming up tomorrow, it's Friday. Tim it Robinson is. checking in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with an update on sports. We'll see we're also going to be talking with Alicia Matter, uh, the owner of Santa Bin. She came yeah. and cleaned my bins. He, he's got the cleanest bins. <laughs> Damn right I do. In Howell. Yeah, so yeah, we'll nice talk about bins. that. We'll show you what that process is. Very cool. A uh, new service here uh, in the Livingston County area. So that'll be tomorrow. And Mike and John got it going on. Santa bins. Clean yes. bins. Us and you right here. I can't believe you ate another you gotta, cookie. You got to tilt it. Man. The camera's tilted. No, no, the other oh. way. You're tilting. Don't you ever watch Star Trek? <laughs> Not really. Do you think Picard was really where they got the name for Picard on Star Trek The Next Generation? The hot air balloon guy? It could be. Something to ponder today. It is. That along with if your dog had thumbs. How long are we going to lean like this? Forever. Till the next show. (laughs) I'm sorry. The band's just jamming on right now. 